0: comes out suzuki working in right side saved by letter rebound another stop letter buck into the slot to foley shoots stopped by robin
1: letter and the rebound goes wide live
2: from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com Bowen patrick comes in drops it off out and shoots he scores the former ranger Fred this is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las
1: Vegas, Wallace and Millard. Section 104 here at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Binley chevrolet on the 215 home of the I
3: can't believe you had to look and make sure and double check and confirm that we're in section look. 104 i wasn't
1: looking at section 104 wow. i wasn't you, looking at that sign you first had of all doubt okay about hold on it? hold on first of all i looked over my right shoulder over my yeah. right shoulder there is uh, the stanchion uh, thing and there's the velvet rope. The velvet rope yeah. and a bag on the velvet My rope. My makeup and I, bag. It, it's your makeup bag, and I, I just, I don't understand why you put it there.
3: So I wouldn't forget it.
1: But you're you're destroying the velvet rope.
3: No, because it's uh, flexible.
1: Y- no, it, you're you're creating crimps and edges. Like it's not going to go in all the way. It's going to break.
3: Jake from State Farm thought it was a really good move.
1: Jake from State Farm is agreeing. He also with goes you in by that, the name Jed, but, yeah, but I call well, him Jake. Jake from State Farm is agreeing with you in this instance because it looks ridiculous, and I think it's funny uh, on that level. But all that being said, you you really need to take care of. Uh, T-Mobile Arena's uh, velvet ropes. It's just not acceptable. No, they're,
3: they're going to be uh, they're going to be okay. It's the, if anything, they just need more velvet ropes around us because things get crazy up here in Section One Hundred Four. Looking forward to uh, San Jose tonight and an opportunity for Pete DeBoer to go four ninety nine and five hundred against his former team. Mm-hmm. That's what's on the plate. They didn't plan it that way. In fact, Pete would have really preferred preferred not, not to have it uh, going down this <laughs> way. Uh, considering he played a couple of teams uh, in between, but. Yeah, four ninety nine in San Jose for career victories, and uh, he'll try uh, for a third time to get uh, that magical 500 win mark. He, he's actually kind of tired of it now. It was a good conversation, but now it's gone on uh, a few times. I was like, let's just get this over. There won't even be the celebration or the reflection. It'll more just be, thank goodness that's done. That's, that's the energy I got from Pete DeBoer. Uh, at his morning media briefing, in which we learned that uh, there's a, a couple of roster adjustments. And we will wait and see what the lineup looks like. Jake Lesition was on the morning uh, skate uh, participant list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonas Romberg was as well. By the way, Jonas Romberg is one of my favorite players. Daniil Miramanov and Jonas Romberg and I could go like on a, on a, a three-man Wolfpack vacation sure. to Utah and just have the greatest time at Mount Zion. Uh, I think we'd be we'd be great buddies because I could I could listen to Ron Bierck talk. He's just so honest. Uh, Will Carrier's a game time decision. If he plays, it'll be his 300th 300th NHL game. So uh, a few things going on. Matthias Yanmark officially placed on injured reserve. Yep. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights still have five. We know five players aren't going to play tonight. Sure. And then Will Carrier is uh, is is in limbo uh, somewhat, uh, but uh, this is a this is a big day, and, and it started big this morning too because Chris Chapman got a hello and a nod and an acknowledgement from head coach Pete DeBoer. I, I think that's something that we should not overlook and, and should spend maybe a minute or two on Chapman.
0: Well, Pete was was in a very good mood, I think, because the media only kept him for about two minutes, so uh, he, he was very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed what,
3: what was that media session like
0: well, with I, uh, Pete DeBoer? I actually missed it. So Oh, yeah, oh you missed so, it. So oh. um practice starts at 10:30. I literally yeah. walked into the arena at 10:30. Yeah. Okay. And the guys were out on the ice, but
1: yeah.
0: there was I I walked in, I saw no media. I said, "Uh, oh, well, this isn't you know good." What
3: Mike Keenan used to say, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. You're five minutes late. Yeah,
0: I I, I like the uh, the the you're you. There is no on time. You're either early or late, and mm. I was late. So uh,
3: so how did you end up seeing Pete DeBoer? So
0: myself and another member of the media who both got there at the same time. Danny Webster. I wasn't going to mention his name, but we both got there at the same time, and mm. uh, we were waiting outside the room. We walked in, yeah. and I think it was Nate said. Uh, he said, "Hey, uh, Pete's just finishing up. You guys want to wait here?" And we waited. And- oh, so
3: you guys, you guys got kept out because <laughs> we well, were late. Well,
0: he was finishing oh, up. Oh, so. that's
3: awesome! I love Nate even more now. The, yeah. So,
1: the layers of this story, as yeah. we unfold it, are just. Phenomenal. I thought you were
3: just polite and didn't go well, into I, Roots, uh, media I, conference. I, but, can but say Nate that- actually said, "Hey, you're you're not on time."
0: No, no, no. Well, you're he, he did say that, but I, I will say this: I, oh, I have. Yeah. A lot of character, and I have tremendous respect for the media Mm session, so I would not have walked in anyway. I see. Because there have been times where I've shown up and people have been speaking, and I have not knocked on the door or walked in. That's just not cool. So how
3: did you see Pete? I'm I'm curious. So we're waiting outside the room, and and he
0: he walked by, and he said, hey, how you doing, guys? Oh, he walked by. Yeah, he walked out of the room. He's like, hi, guys.
3: Did he he, he ask you about your question that that you really wanted to ask the other day, but, uh, but I wouldn't let you ask?
0: Uh, he did. He actually did. He he said. Yeah. He said he was. He was. He was really dying to hear my question.
3: Now, did okay. he say, "Hey, Chris"? <laughs> no,
0: no. He actually. Okay. By the hey, way, guys. he actually did not say anything about my question. So it But
3: did he think? Do you think he knew who you were, or was just a friendly? You're in the hallway outside the coach's room, and he was just being polite.
0: I I would say that I think Pete probably knows who we all are, because I think Pete is is a very smart guy, and I think he's the kind of guy who would learn the names okay. of of all the members I could be totally off I I don't know maybe we could ask him next time
1: So so Chris how did you originally tell me this story
0: I said I said I
1: well, Pete, Pete said hello to me.
0: Yeah, he said hello. I mean, Pete he said
1: hello to me in the hallway, and I said, "Oh, did you ask your question?" And you're like, "Oh, no, I didn't."
0: No, and no. then we
1: come to find out it wasn't just you; it was you and somebody else, and it wasn't a direct hello to you. No, he it was said more a he, hello to the people that are in the hallway. He said
0: hello uh-huh. or hi, guys. I don't remember yeah. exactly what he yeah. said, but he yeah. said hello to me right. and Danny.
3: Um, so, I'm going to tell you a story about a time back in in the day when I was working in Canada. Sure. And we shared a facility with one of the the two national network three national networks. and the one of the longest serving national news anchors was walking down the hall. Mm. And we were both sort of going to makeup up. But I had my best friend in the world with me. and i'm I'm kind of showing off. I'm Bobby Big Wheel. And I'm saying this is here, Doesn't this is like here, you. that's over there, da da da. And Lloyd Robertson is the uh, is the gentleman's name. Okay. And most trusted news anchor in Canada, uh, multiple times. So Lloyd's walking towards me, and I've met Lloyd a couple of times. It's good. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna show off. I'm gonna really take this thing to the upper echelon and mm-hmm. and uh, impress my buddy. Like, hi Lloyd. And Lloyd's response was, hi. And He didn't even try. and <laughs> – Didn't even try. <laughs> at all now to, I- to fake to fake uh-huh. that he knew who i was or what my name was yeah it was a pure and, and this is this is thinking on his feet it's like he didn't just say hi he tried to make me feel uh, like i was uh, in a loop but it was like hi
1: that's great. That's we've, We finally uncovered why you refuse to say the date at the end of one-timers yeah, and you do that. Yeah, so it's my, invitation,
3: it's a, my tribute to Lloyd Robertson.
1: Uh, tribute, buried trauma, something like that. I don't yeah.
3: know. Oh, yeah. yeah, that could be it. Uh, <laughs> th- there could be uh, some ink blots in here somewhere uh, that, that I need to be looking at. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks tonight. Uh, a couple of things uh, we know for sure. Uh, Pete doesn't uh, have a clue who Chris Chapman is. And the Golden Knights <laughs> need a victory tonight. Uh, against the San Jose Sharks. Now, the good thing is they've rattled off 10 straight. Sure. And Pete, he has never lost to his former team uh, as the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. So that is huge, and I think it's something to just uh, build off. Of. That one win in the last six, that win was against the San Jose Sharks. So uh, go from here, and to cap it off, get your number one goaltender back tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's huge, obviously, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Robin Leonard back in the fold, available, ready to go. And, you know, for me, the opponent in San Jose, uh, this is one of those games where I, I think the Golden Knights have to do what they can to approach it the same way they did Colorado, right? Like, you look at the game plan that the Golden Knights executed, the way that they played against the Avalanche, you've got to look at this as... We're not 10-0 and 0 in our last 10 games against San Jose. This is an opponent that we have to come into this game not looking past, and we've got to put 60 minutes on the table like we did against Colorado in order to win.
3: You know, this whole malaise that the Golden Knights have suffered through mm-hmm. has really been the entire calendar year of 2022. And what does that encompass? What's gone into this? Well, it was that eight-game homestand. Sure. Where... Just couldn't get fired. After the great month of December, mm-hmm. ten and three, yep. uh, turned the corner, and they had that huge stretch where they only played games here at T-Mobile and knew that they weren't going to be traveling and got knocked out of their rhythm. So I know I know the gaps, and uh, actually had a conversation with a couple of players uh, today just about gaps in the schedule and and not being able to get going. And just it feels like they've been unsettled all year. I. I would venture to guess that that eight-game homestand was the just the the big part of it that has set the thing off. Now you have an opportunity to go, and you're going to play every second day uh, until the end end of the season, and develop uh, develop develop some rhythm and some some chemistry and some some real good vibes around the team. And this this starts tonight, and it also starts a stretch of San Jose. Boston, Mm -hmm. which will be tough on Thursday. And that Thursday game, you should know, is a 6 o'clock start here at T-Mobile Arena. 6 o'clock start pre pregame show uh, for the VGK uh, Insider Show will go four to five, and then five to six of the pregame show, and then six o'clock. Uh, that's for national television. So if you have a ticket, you're planning on coming uh, to the game, you have to leave a little bit earlier. There's some road closures uh, as well uh, around the strip uh, to be cognizant of, and also if you're listening or, or watching the game, uh, you should also be aware uh, that uh, the game's an early start. So there's San Jose, there's Boston, who's on a, a real heater, then Anaheim and Ottawa. 3 in the next 4 are against teams below you in the standings mm-hmm. and the the exception is a game that you're at home against one of the top teams that you played one of your best games against all year. In, in any other situation, I'd say 4 to 4
1: mm-hmm.
3: is not expected but realistic. Yeah. They got to temper that a little bit the way they've played lately and the results uh, that that have been displayed so I'll, I'll draw back and say three out of four is expected I, I i think i think uh three out of four is a realistic opportunity four to four that's that's going to be difficult but this is an important stretch and it starts tonight Uh, against the san jose sharks uh, and and a team that you've had the number of
1: yeah i agree with you Uh, i look at san jose boston anaheim ottawa and you know for me i I look at the golden knights going ideally six or seven points out of that eight right like you you need you need to start banking some of those points you need to find the results and i was encouraged by how the golden knights played against colorado i thought it was a really strong game top to bottom i i likened it in many ways to game two of that of that series against Colorado last year in the playoffs. That, that series where you could see the Golden Knights kind of turning the corner, and then they rattled off four straight wins. I'm looking at that in kind of the same way. I get it. It's not the playoffs. You're seeing different opponents night in and night out, but you've owned the San Jose Sharks for the last 10 meetings, and really historically. uh, And you know what? You play well against Boston. I I think the the Bruins bring out something in the Golden Knights, much like the Colorado Avalanche do. You want to show up for those big-time games. And you know what? In order to get to where the Golden Knights want to be, you got to beat the Anaheim's. you got to beat the Ottawa's. you got to beat Philadelphia and Buffalo, looking a little bit further beyond that. So uh, for me, six or seven points, that's what I'm expecting here. That's what I'm looking for from the Golden Knights over the next four games. So how
3: do you take that next step? What does Vegas have to do differently than we've seen over the last six games? They've done a really nice job of scoring first. Mm -hmm. Four games in a row. Yeah, I think that's a season high. So that's great. Now there's the urgency to pile on Mm. to get that next one, to be able to take that that step. Uh, They had a great first period against Colorado. They had a really good first period against Arizona. And uh, the the end result was both games were decided in the third period uh, by, by the opposition. Not, I don't think there was a sag by any means, mm-hmm. but teams are in it. Teams hang around. And that, instead of the one goal getting them within two, yep. the one goal ties the game and, and puts them in a the position to, to take the lead. So I, I think that's something where there has to be – more urgency or a reinforcement to have more uh, awareness that if you do score first again, you got to follow it up with that second goal and be able to really put some doubt in the opposition. And that's that's something they actually did against San Jose in San Jose when Logan Thompson played.
1: Yeah, I think you use the word hang around, right? Mm -hmm. When you allow an opponent to hang around in kind of the way the Golden Knights did against Arizona – bad things tend to happen so i'm with you when when the golden knights if they are in the position of scoring the first goal tonight i want to see what they did against san jose the last time they played pile it on add another add another and you know what for for vegas if they were able to find maybe one or two more goals against colorado i think that we're we're looking at that game and we're looking at this team through a completely different Mm -hmm. lens right and it's not like the chances weren't there execution has to improve i think for the golden knights and you can see kind of the reasons why maybe it's not at the level you'd expect it or want it to be right now without players coming in on the lineup you got different line combinations all that stuff um but execution has to be at the the heart of everything the golden knights do tonight if they get chances they've got to bury them yeah and i think the chances have been there no they have been it's just it's just they they aren't going and it, well, the,
3: the Keller play and the and, Eric Johnson play and, and, and in the mean, last two games. And, I
1: mean, you look at, right, like you look at the game against Colorado, the JT Confer goal, that, is, that yeah. is a play that just happens, and it goes against the Golden Knights. It's a bounce that works fortuitously for the Colorado Avalanche, but... When, when you're feeling it, like Colorado is, those bounces go your way. When you're fighting it a bit, like the Golden Knights are, you get Riley Smith throwing a puck right off Eric Johnson's skate. Like, those things are the differences between winning and losing right now in the NHL. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, I think I think you're right. The chances are there. Now it's just about bearing down on them a little bit harder in those areas you to sh- find the back of the net.
3: I think teams should be allowed to challenge that JT comfort goal. For- Say, hey, challenge, what, what, why are you challenging uh, they weren't even trying to score they there, <laughs> and the shot was going six feet wide. We're challenging because that was an unintended unintended consequence mm-hmm. uh, of throwing the puck at the net, and we want that goal disallowed.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a thing that happens.
3: I'm just proposing it. That that's that's all. Okay. The the ability though to score first and give yourself uh, the lead, like this this is a, a, a league and a sport that traditionally rewards scoring first.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And this season, Vegas has scored first in 65% of their games. Mm-hmm. That's among the league leaders. That's a huge number. Yeah. Where it gets wonky is they've only won 64% of those games. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a great job on one end, but not following through on the other is that a circumstance of the lineup probably a little bit but the other part I think is just uh some urgency and we Pete DeBoer after Friday night's game against the Coyotes talked about that uh the odd man rushes that they had in the first period against Scott Wedgwood Mm -hmm. and the Coyotes heavily favored the the Golden Knights and then there was the Mm three-on-one uh fourth line and then Nick Hag jumping into the play that just uh they worked it around wonderfully just didn't convert Uh, that looks like a play like good chance we'll get him next time yeah but right now that might be the difference or was the difference Mm -hmm. in an eventual positive result compared to a loss and there's there might be having to be some some more bear down uh, on the, on those early chances in in the first and the and the second periods.
1: Yeah, I think I think if the if you're the Golden Knights earlier on this year, when you didn't convert on a chance that was glow, that that was a fantastic chance, you had enough confidence in your offensive game that you'd get two or three more in the game and you'd find the back of the net because they were scoring three and a half four goals a game. Right now, it's not happening. So every opportunity, every chance the Golden Knights have in and around the net, everything that looks like a high percentage play has to go to the back of the net, and there's got to be a little bit more drive toward that front of the net. I, I think, you know, the the Riley Smith play for me is, is one where uh, you, you need more than just Riley Smith at that juncture, at that point uh, uh, at that point on the ice, at that point in the game, going for that puck. So uh, I want to see more urgency in, in just converting on your chances, but I want to see more urgency in the blue paint too. Uh, that's really where I want to see the Golden Knights go tonight.
3: Dodonov, zero goals in his last 13. Mm-hmm. Nick Mois has gone 13 games as well. Mm-hmm. And the blue line hasn't scored in a while. In their last six, Theodore, gone a dozen, mm-hmm. Petrangelo, 14, and William Carlson, one in his last 12. Those players have to break out.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and like, you, you don't expect, right, that all of those players are going to be in a position where they they aren't converting at the same time like yeah. sometimes it'll be one or two players but you listed off a really good chunk of this golden knights team that is needed to to find the back of the net and and especially on the blue line in petrangelo and theodore like you count on those guys to be drivers of what you try to do in zone offense so uh, you you need more out of out of shay theodore you need more out of alex petrangelo in converting and finding offense
3: being aggressive mm-hmm keeping up that uh that pace uh we all know that uh, the the Golden Knights defensive core uh are encouraged to jump up into the play and Nick Hagg should have scored uh yeah. with the golden opportunity had the puck not uh, just uh, slipped off his stick so we're still seeing signs of that uh but just uh, the con- conversion factor I mean um I think uh, their shot percentage, their scoring percentage mm-hmm. in, in the year, like this calendar year is just bizarrely low. yeah it, It's one of those weird stats and uh, we can pick and we can uh, pull out uh, different things uh, when it comes to to stats and anytime you go one way or, or the other. <laughs> there's, there's certainly stuff that you can you can grab onto. But in, in the 19 games played since January 1st, They've recorded well, one goal or less six times, and they've been shut out twice. So that, that gives you an idea. But the lowest shooting percentage in the league, they're, they're second lowest in the league in, in that uh, stretch at 7.5%. This is not a 7.5% scoring team with a shooting percentage. It's not. What, what's gone into that? Darcy Kemper a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Has been has been fantastic. Uh, you've you've uh, Jonathan Quick had a great night uh, in in this building. So goaltending certainly plays a role in that, but the schedule being wonky, and I keep going back to that, but uh, that may be more mental than than physical, or mm-hmm. just as much physical and mental uh, getting into a groove. But the seven point five percent shooting percentage in the calendar year twenty twenty two tells me that this team's just itching to go off and i thought friday was better than the result showed Mm -hmm. but because of who it was against uh people will certainly be very disappointed saturday was progress you still didn't score more than than two goals is tonight the night that they explode like Calgary had won 10 in a row and they gave up seven. Like, it just all collapsed at, at one time. Sure. Is this the night in the reverse
1: where things are scuffling and you just erupt? They could sure use it. And, yeah. and, I, and I think, again, like, that's that's kind of where you have to be as a fan, right? Like, I, I think that you have to choose which direction you're going to lead based on that Colorado game. You can be, you know, steadfast in you didn't get two points, so therefore I don't care. Uh, You got to get two points. I don't really care what it looks like. Or you can lean into the idea that the Colorado Avalanche were outplayed for the majority of that game by the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're not talking about, you know, a a Colorado team that's been subpar. We're talking about the best team in the league right now outplayed by Vegas. If you look at it that way, I think that there there are easier signs that this Golden Knights team is, is on the cusp of getting their game back to where they want it to be. And all you need is one night. All you need is one win. All you need is one day where you're able to put up four, five, six goals, and all of a sudden this team has its swagger back, and this team is is looking at the process being where it needs to be and the results catching up to it. How long does it take to create swagger? With this team, one game. I believe that. I do. I genuinely believe that. I think if you're able to tune in San Jose tonight, I, I think this team looks and feels completely different about where they're at Going into that Boston game,
3: I'm going to say it takes two to three games. Mm. Just from where they are right now, and given who's out of the lineup, that this this is an expected win, a have to have win. You've dominated this team; it's not even close. You, you've got points against the San Jose Sharks in 15 straight, I, and I, you've won 10 in a row. Yeah, I, this I, this isn't the the confidence builder more as this is. You got to put these in the bank, and at the risk of uh, counting your chickens before they hatch, mm-hmm. this is one that you do put up. The Boston game is a great challenge from where they are right now. You you win a couple in a row this week, then you start feeling it, and you can take that into Anaheim, where you've had great success, and then Ottawa, which uh, isn't uh, on, on top of like I where where this team is right now. I, other years, other situations mm-hmm. earlier this year, yep. I agree with you. One game, boom, it it snapped the fingers back. I think there's, uh, you have to go a little bit deeper in, into a, a streak for this team to really be feeling it.
1: So for me, it's, it's going to sound interesting, but I don't view this as an expected win. When you've dropped five of your last six, and the only win that you have is against San Jose, and you've won 10 straight against them, understanding how much – while I don't agree that the rivalry is still there, I think the San Jose Sharks are embarrassed by the fact that they have not beaten the Golden yeah. Knights in their last 10 games. This is not an expected win for me for the Vegas Golden Knights. This win, this win would mean something for Vegas because I think it's, 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 it's going into a situation where I think everybody expects you to win in a tough spot, but you have to go out there and do it. You have to go out there and find the two points.
3: Well, the game 10 days ago was a much closer game than the score indicated I, because Logan Thompson yeah. badly outplayed James Reimer.
1: No, 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 absolutely. And, and that that's something to kind of pull from too in, in that it might not be as easy of a game as, as many people would, would think that it is against San Jose. But this team in San Jose kind of brings out that that uh, that extra gear from the Golden Knights, especially when Vegas is feeling their offensive game. I look at this team, I think they just need one. I really do. I think one game, one time, you go out there, you outclass your opponents. This team's back. You know, if the
3: eruption does take place tonight, mm-hmm. and they get four, five, five is an eruption right now. Sure, yeah. seven's the season high for goals. Like, but but five, three might be an eruption an eruption at this eruption. point, Darren. But there's no like if they're scoring goals off skates and shins and crests and and they're <laughs> going in all over the place, uh, tonight. Yeah. There's no apologies for that, and there's no there's no laying back, and and the great news is uh, these this coaching staffs are buddies, but that, that's good uh, between Boogie, yeah. and and Pete, but uh, there's there's no laying back because you you need everybody starting to feel good, mm-hmm. and there'll be an apology. Uh, hey, we we, we could have <laughs> called off the uh, the dogs, but we, we 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 need it. There'll there'll be no. Calling out. you may not put your number one power play unit out there. I would, but yeah, I, and and I may not do that. But everything else is keep pushing.
1: Yeah, I I would. I, I'd put the number one power play unit on on the ice in every situation that I have, even if it's eight nothing Vegas, because if the power play hasn't scored by that point, you need mm-hmm. to find that one too.
3: And your number one power play unit isn't even really your number one power play unit. Well, that's a good point too. Uh, right now, uh, we've got Robin Leonard conversation uh, to have as we continue. He is going to jump back between the pipes here at T-Mobile Arena. One of those rare nights where we know the goaltending assignment ahead of time by Pete DeBoer and company. Uh, we'll also get into other action in and around the National Hockey League. Update you on the standings uh, for the Golden Knights and one-timers. News and notes in the NHL. Uh, that's in our number two. Some sound from Pete DeBoer from his media morning session that uh, Chris Chapman was uh, was there for and communicated with Pete DeBoer. So it, it, it all happened. We'll bring you the sound that occurred before Pete and Chris Chapman had their big hangout. It's the VGK Insider Show from T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
1: That's going to be in my head for three days now. So mad at you, Chapman.
3: Yeah, right right up there with the wheels on the bus. <laughs> That's, uh, I just got rid of that, and now I've got uh, Baby Shark.
0: What's the one uh, from Encanto here's, that
3: everybody... Uh, uh, don't, don't, talk, don't talk about Bruno. Don't All talk right, about Bruno. I still
0: don't even understand that reference. Jack
3: Eichel. I'm going to troll a little bit. Oh, yay. Okay. Can we, it's troll Jack, time with Jack, Darren Malone. Jack Eichel. Uh, coming into tonight's game five games played arguably coming off his most complete performance uh the other night uh, mm-hmm. with plenty of shots on goal and we're starting to see that that consistent four- five range but he went eight and two in the faceoff dot against the Colorado Avalanche and he's been in around 40 to, to just uh around 50 but that was a huge step up in his face-off production, and also added to it with a career-high four hits.
1: Okay. Good. Now,
3: some people will be Mm. amazed that that Vegas did not come out on the positive side of that game Mm -hmm. when Jack Eichel is producing a career-high four hits because because hits equate—if you have— I think, it, is its is it eight <laughs> hits equals a goal? Yeah. Like, automatically gives you a goal?
1: It, it's no amount of hits equal a goal, Darren. Zero okay. of it, them. So
3: if you don't have hits, the other team gets credit for a goal. And no. the more hits you get, no, no. You, you get credit for a goal. Isn't that the no, – no, no, no. I, li- I listened to half an hour of it yesterday.
1: Yeah, Darren, I, I hear you. Um, hits do not equate to goals no matter how many ways you want That's to – That's not what to,
3: I'm being told. no,
1: no, 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 no. no. What you're being told is that the Golden Knights aren't physical enough and mm. that they're not wearing down their opponents because teams aren't tired anymore in the third period. Okay. but
3: That's just my little troll job.
1: I, I like it. I, I, I'm glad you went there um, because the more I sit and think about hits, the more I, I sit and think about we're talking about the wrong things here. Like, really. It, <sighs> Physicality is important. I get it. Being a physical team having pushback, having that element to your game, I get it's been an, an identity that has surrounded this team since their inception. But you know what I like in hockey, Darren? Goals. I like, I like goals.
3: Well, here, here. I've got one on for that. Jack Eichel, 3-3 three and three for six points in his last two encounters with the San Jose Sharks. One of those was with the Vegas Golden Knights shield <laughs> on the front of his sweater. So that's positive. And... He's gonna he's gonna play a game tonight. This would be weird because I just it jumped into my head right now.
1: Okay, didn't even have this written down anywhere. Ooh, wonder if I I have a hypothesis on where you're going, and I'm gonna keep it right here so that if you say it, I was right. Well,
3: who who's Jack Eichel's best buddy on the Golden Knights when when he was traded to the Golden Knights? That'd be Robin Leonard tonight's the first time they're going to play together i know as a member of the uh, the vegas golden knights because leonard's uh back in 20 days he's been off
1: mm. uh
3: since the the game against calgary and i think he's points in 11 of his 14 before that so he was on a real real roll mm-hmm. uh he's come off a couple of these breaks so i don't have any issue or concern uh or hesitation about him him going in. Uh, would you rather him play San Jose than Colorado uh, first game? I don't know whether that, that matters at all. He considers himself one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League, so he should be able to do uh, one just as much as the other. But uh, I think going into this, this stretch where you're perennially in a three and four games, uh, having your number one goaltender fresh to start this run, is a is a big first step, and then you get into the Boston game and the Anaheim game. Probably split those between Bressois and and Leonard. Uh, Leonard probably plays against the the, the Boston Bruins, and uh, so it's it's and then Leonard will play against Ottawa because that's another one of his for, his former teams. But I think I think that that they're set up goaltending wise to uh, a, as well as Brisebois played great. hasn't got the results, but he's played way better than his his record recently is indicated. Yeah. and Leonard's fresh.
1: Yeah, and you know you, you kind of talk about or, or you reference the the stretch of games Robin Leonard had played prior to um, his his setback with injury, and you know you, you you look at the Calgary game. That one's the outlier of the previous of the previous five. Like Robin Leonard was a, a 9.31 yeah. goaltender, and that was the worst outing uh, that he had over the course of those five games outside of the Calgary game. Like, and that was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? He he was absolutely dominant in that in those five games and when you talk about robin leonard early on in the year being one of the main reasons the golden knights were able to stave off as many injuries as they had and picked up as many wins and points as they did robin leonard was the story early on and then going into the all-star break he was really the guy that dialed it up for the vegas golden knights he was the leader that this team needed in order to put points in the in the bank and he showed up incredibly well for this team when they went on that gauntlet of a road trip
3: you know one of the Big factors in in Robin Leonard's season uh, on the ice has been his improved play and winning shootouts. Yeah, he's been able to do it this year. Yeah, where that's been uh, one of the areas where it's in the in the past, like he's been absolutely at a loss why he hasn't been able to fare better. And you think a, a goaltender with his mobility and his size would be would be really easy but it it also shows the the mental part of of the position and if you're not full of confidence when somebody's coming down on you Mm -hmm. uh, that you'll find a way to for that puck to get in but imagine like without the the few bonus points that he's been able to grab yeah those those are huge those loom really big right now and and here's the one of those unexpected stories that the Golden Knights' position for a, for a home ice playoff berth, whether it's the number one seed or the number two seed in the Pacific Division, may come down to Robin Leonard's ability to produce that extra point in a, in a shootout. And I didn't expect to be talking about that at the start of the year.
1: But I, I think that that shows the the level of commitment that Robin Leonard has to his craft. And right? Mike Rosati. And, and Mike, yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike Rosati. Like, for Robin understanding I need to get better in shootouts, it's it's easy to say that. It's another thing to go out there and put in the work in order to do it. And and when you bring in uh, the fact that Robin Leonard's been so good this year in the shootout, and, and you kind of put into context of without those wins, like if, if those were last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. the Golden Knights might not be in a playoff spot right now going into tonight's game. And that just gives you an idea of how important the play and the continued progression at this stage of his career from robin leonard how much that means to this golden Knights club do you see him doing anything different they 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 practice the at times
3: Mm -hmm. uh, at city national arena it's i don't think it's been a focus for for robin but i think it's been a conscious decision by the coaching staff to do some more reps in the shootout this year but as far as his approach, whether it's coming out more, staying back more, uh, uh, staying on his feet more—I'm I'm throwing out a bunch of different uh, yeah. poke checking more. There's a def- bunch of different avenues that the goaltender can go with uh, to to challenge uh, in a shootout situation. Do you see anything different?
1: The only—I don't think he—I don't think he's thrown a poke check once. So, no, I think that might be like from a from a technical aspect. I think it's it's more about patience than anything, mm-hmm. right? Like I think I think that what Robin has in his head going into a shootout situation is I'm not going to make the first move. I'm committed to not doing that. I'm committed to being patient. I'm committed yeah. to trying to to make that, that read based on what the player coming in does, not allowing them to outweigh me. And I think if I'm, I'm going to boil it down to one thing, I think it's just that Robin Leonard's being more patient in his approach in the shootout.
3: I think he's being slightly more aggressive, Hmm. which is being more allowed him to be more patient.
1: Hmm. I'll explain. Okay,
3: I think he's coming out a little bit more. Okay, which is taking away the shot, and he's he's not doing. There's some goaltenders that will will go with you, chest high, slide to the left if you deke to the left, slide to the right with your shoulders up uh, if you deke to the right. Leonard doesn't do that. He goes down, spreads his legs out, almost snowman, and and will try to stop that deke that way. Yeah, but he's trying to force you to deke
1: mm-hmm.
3: by taking away the shot. Mm-hmm. And his defense against the deke is pre-planned. Like there's, he's not going left or right, which has allowed him to stay in in the middle in the the attempt. Yeah, and and stay within the play. So by being a little more aggressive coming out mm-hmm. and still having that, that um, plan in his place that he has not, doesn't have to go one way or the other, fall for a move. If somebody deeks, he's doing the same thing, slightly. Like There's, there's, there's plays that, uh, that will, will force you to ad lib, but that's what I, I see about it, and I, I've been impressed with, with his ability to adjust and dial up his game, and it's, it's working right now. Form in that in that set
1: and i think that's that's the other thing too is you get it to work a couple of times all of a sudden now you start mm-hmm. to feel a little bit more confidence in your game in those situations and you know for for robin Leonard, it, it's it's felt almost automatic with him which is a complete reversal yeah. of where you were last year
3: uh i'm gonna go to the story time again yay okay i'm ready all right so we had a shootout at practice uh it was around christmas time okay uh, and we it was with the golden knights and I was the only guy out there, uh, only goalie. So Steve Spot sets it up at the end of practice, where we we do a shootout. Mm-hmm. I, and I love Steve, but that that's not a real good situation for me. <laughs> is is a shootout that's against probab- against probab- fifteen National Hockey League players, Darren?
1: That's why he did it.
3: Yeah, probably. But but here's the here's the cool part about what what he did was players. Had to pick a side. If you were stood on the left boards, then that meant that you were expecting me to make the save. If you stood on the right boards, on the opposite side of the rink, mm-hmm. you were uh, putting uh, your bet in that there was going to be a goal. And if you were wrong on your bet, you had to do skating lap, like back and forth. <laughs> well, like, it was. if it was a boat, mm-hmm. it would have tipped over. Sure. Because the guy's over mm-hmm. uh, thinking that they're going to score. Sure. But then guys started to feel bad for me. Okay. So they would go over, and a few guys, Braden McNabb or uh, King Kolasar, would have, would go over and, and, and stand on the other boards. And all it did, mm-hmm. I had to go apologize to them after.
1: For skating so many yeah, times?
3: Yeah, for, for skating so <laughs> many times.
1: <laughs>
3: I, I legitimately had to go over and, and say, sorry, guys. And so they, a lot of them were going low blocker, and I was in the room after. I'm like, i got to work on that low blocker. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, at the back of the room, comes a voice that says, and high glove. <laughs> Zach White <Whitecloud, laughs> totally beaking me. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, so there's the little story about uh, getting schooled in the course of a, a practice in the National Hockey League. We've got our play <laughs> of the day coming up.
1: Well, in fairness, it it may it might not have been high glove, but you, you did improve on your glove hand a little bit today. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. little scramble. A well uh, little scramble. It was a good
3: morning skate today. Uh, Nick Juan and I had some uh, fun. You know, it's Rombier because so cool. Uh, but uh, we've got the play of the day coming up. Austin Matthews making an appearance, but not for the reason that you'd expect. Uh, more sound from... Vegas Golden Knights morning media session. We'll get to the meat of what Pete DeBoer had to say and one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League as we uh, work our way towards the pregame show and then face off. The Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks round two this season is the VGK Insider Show, live from T-Bob Arena, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
3: Song before, but it's not bad. Millard, along with Brian Wallace, out at uh, T Mobile Arena, getting set for the San Jose Sharks against the Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights uh, trying to launch into this very busy month of March on a winning note. Uh, Got some help on the scoreboard last night as the Boston Bruins drilled the LA Kings 7 0. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) as as luck would have it, uh, the game did feature one of the great saves this year by Jonathan Quick even though he got yanked after allowing five. The first period he came up with a stop. He wasn't even looking. He just knew that the shot was going to go over there. And it's it's um, not a great strategy when you have your back <laughs> to the play and you're making saves, which uh, which sums it up. But uh-huh. uh, Jake DeBrusk had a natural hat trick for the Bruins, who will be here on Thursday. 6 o'clock start at T-Mobile Arena on Thursday. 5 o'clock pregame show on Fox Sports, Las Vegas, and then uh, Gary and Dan will have the the call of the action Uh, so we will uh we'll slide over for our play of the day to some uh game that was a little more competitive although when i say austin matthews contributes this play of the day it's not for what you would think Uh, it comes in a defensive effort here is the play of the day
1: knows your opponent a little bit
3: better now the quickness data price yes here's carlson trying to sift it through to the line is it in and the official on the spot waves it off that was Austin Matthews rescuing that puck off the line as the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. rebounded from the 10-7 win yep. <laughs> <laughs> not many times you can say that they rebounded yeah. from the 10-7 win because yeah. everybody was up on arms uh, Peter Mrazek got the win mm-hmm. as the uh, Washington Capitals fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs Washington's lost 6 straight mm. for the first time since 1981 wow wow yeah i was surprised that they hadn't lost more than that good teams have ruts is that what you're telling me like sometimes good teams
1: have have a hard time winning hockey games does
3: that not it? surprise you though that 1971 or 1981 was the last time they lost six straight
1: uh given how bad some of those teams were yes. in the 80s yeah it does surprise me it doesn't surprise me that it hasn't uh, been a, a trend uh since you know 2005 or so um but you know, it, like I, 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 dig the idea of Austin Matthews just kind of saying, you know what? Um, based on on the ten seven game, I'm just going to make the saves myself.
3: Uh, he uh, was not a player that scored a goal last night. So his uh, chase, great clash though. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Ovechkin didn't have a, a goal either uh, in that game. But Ovechkin did snap a stick over the boards.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
3: It wasn't a happy OV. We're
2: no. not gonna be no. f- this year.
3: Well, maybe. Oh. Tom Wilson scored a couple. Michael Bunting. Rookie of the Year yeah. contender. Yeah. Uh, right there. But when we continue, uh, it's going to be our number two of the BGK Insider Show. Back to the focus on the Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. Pete DeBoer had uh, a couple of things to say that of interest uh, this morning in his media availability. We'll bring you that uh, out for his milestone 500th win uh, again. And we'll also uh, give you our projected uh, lineup, so to speak, uh, based on what we saw at this morning's uh, optional skate. It's a VGK Insider Show. Hour number two is coming up from T Mobile Arena, Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs>